Praise the Lord. Amen. I just, whew, it's good. Hey, can you throw that graphic back up on the screen? Don't, don't you just love that cheesy bachelor looking graphic that we have for this series? Some of y'all right now think, oh yeah, it comes on tomorrow night at seven o'clock on ABC. That's right. You're ready for that, right? This is the month of love. Bob, who, would, who, who sang that song that said, love is in the air? Who was that? Is that Burt Baccarat or something? Who was that? Anybody know? Somebody Google that. You're not listening anyway. Google that and see who, who sang that song. If you're watching online, just, hey, text that to our pastor. That Who sang that song? Love is in the air. Y'all know what I'm talking about? This is the month of love, February. Guys, your preacher's here to help you out today. Valentine's next Sunday. Next Sunday. I love it. I did a lot of research on Valentine's, and we, we will spend $21.8 billion this year on Valentine's. Now, listen, man, I'm going to help you out. I'll provide the free coffee next Sunday if you'll come here. I'll give you free coffee instead of the $5.37 at, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Not at, not at my favorite coffee place located in the H-E-B. No, sir. Barker Wartman. No, sir. Man, that's anointed nectar from heaven right there. Make a t-shirt right there. You can have that. That's free. The anointed nectar of heaven. Hallelujah. They tell us out of that 21.8 billion, that's about an average of $165 a person you're going to spend on Valentine's. Yeah. Now, men, I'm proud of you because men spend twice as much on their significant other than they do on us. We men, we love our woman. We'll spend about $231 on average while they're going to spend oh, about 101 on us. If you're married, it's half of that. Hey, don't. That's just what the statistics say. I don't know what happens. Don't know what happens. But yeah, it's okay. Nine million, nine million people on Valentine's Day propose, get engaged. Facebook statuses change all across the globe this one day, Jimmy. They change. Just, it's, it's ridiculous. Of course, we know that still they say that most of that money that you're going to spend is jewelry's number one. <laughs> I like it too. That's all I'm going to say. Flowers, of course, are next, you know, and uh, of course, chocolate, candies. Don't you love candies? Come on, somebody just show up next Sunday with that obnoxious Russell Stover heart-shaped box of 10,000 pieces. Can you do that? Just bring it. We're going to set it out, and we're just going to... We'll, we'll just, we love Valentine's around here. Man, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's the month of love. Do, do you remember Valentine's as a kid, like when you were in elementary school? You, you remember we would, we would, we would bring a, a brown paper lunch sack. Do they even make those anymore? Yes. They do? Yes. All right. Uh, and we, but remember then you would spend a few days kind of cutting out and fuzzy cutting and all that stuff and decorating and, and, and but you, you made your own like little mailbox and the teacher, remember she hung it above the chalkboard. You remember that? Clap if you know what I'm talking about. Okay. I thought it was just me. But, and remember that now, when you were younger, the teacher said, now listen, everybody needs to bring a Valentine for everyone in the class, right? 
And we longed to get that off, and there were candy and cards from all of our classmates. But it's funny, Eric, as you progress through school, man, people stop. Not everyone participated and brought you a Valentine's. I'm still scarred by that because everybody else would, would rake it in. Don't you, don't you love those little candied hearts that have messages on them? Not the hard ones. They got to be a little soft for me. I'm getting older, and my teeth don't work like they used to. You may know what I'm talking about. Yeah, and so, uh, but, but, but it just, but we, hey, do, do you remember your, your first love? Oof, I do. She's my first, she's not my greatest, because my greatest is right here on the front row right now. Hallelujah, praise you, Jesus. But I remember her. For me, it was in the sixth grade. Her name was Robin. Oof, she was, she was wonderful. We went to church together. Come on, how many of you used to have a, somebody that you, you, you were especially fond of at church? And I, and I loved it when she was at church because back in the day, we had hymn books. And you could open up that hymn book and slide your hands underneath it and just hold them there. No one ever knew. They just thought, man, they're just worshiping the Lord. Ah, oh, yeah, I'm worshiping the Lord. Right? You remember that? Yeah. Robin. Man. But you know, every person I dated was always just kind of setting me up to really show me what I was looking for in a spouse right here. Amen. It truly satisfies me. Amen. Praise the Lord. Do you remember that first love? Valentine's Day. This is a month of love. We'll, we'll, we'll throw this word passion that you saw out on the screen. We'll, we'll throw it out over the next several days and weeks as well. And, and, and like for some of you last night, oh man, you, you, you love to tune in on Monday nights and watch The Bachelor because that is true passion. <laughs> we believe it though. We get sucked into that, do we not? Wow, cat fights and... Oh my gosh, I'm the best. You know, if that's not enough, you know, man, we're, I'm so thankful that this month on the Hallmark Channel that there's a, a new love movie debuted every Saturday evening at 8 p.m. Check your local listings. I mean, it's just, I am so thankful that February reminds me of what true love is and what passion is they're all about. Brandy, you know what I'm talking about? It's ridiculous, isn't it? So, well, today we're going to set out on a journey on passion because here's the deal. I, I don't know what comes to your mind when you think of it, but, but even for us as believers, I think that we can have a distorted view of really what passion in our lives should really look like and feel like. Now, I'm not going to be, <laughs> we did a series years ago at Champion High School and I if you were with us, you know, I, I had something on the stage with me and I'm, we're not going to go that way about that kind of passion. But here's the deal. We as believers can, can have this distorted view of what I believe holy passion is all about. We can even let our minds go to lustful thoughts or unmanageable emotions when it comes to this word passion. Um, in fact, I looked up the word, the definition of passion just from the dictionary's point of view, and it says it's a strong and barely controllable emotion, an intense desire or enthusiasm for something. Now, I like that definition if we can apply it to a biblical perspective. In fact, I believe that passion is a part of our spiritual DNA. 
And, and, and I love the imagery that we find in the book of Romans chapter 12, verse 11. To me, this kind of gives me a better framework and is going to set the, 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 the direction of this journey over the, the next few weeks when it comes to, to passion. It, Paul says to keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Fervor. I know you guys use that term all the time. Fervor. I don't know what the heck that means, right? But seriously, fervor is simply what, what the word passion is all about. It is enthusiastic devotion. It's an, an intense interest in a cause or into something or to someone. In fact, in the original Greek, that word fervor actually is, 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 is applied to, to liquids as they begin to, to, to be heated up and, and to bubble or become boiling, I love that. I love that imagery there. Paul says we need to keep fervor. We, 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 we need to, to keep our spiritual fervor. In, in, in other words, he's saying that our passion and, 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 and our interests should be so powerful within us that it bubbles and boils over. Now, he gives us two stipulations when it goes, listen, this thing called passion has been planted within every one of us in this room. And those of you that are dialed in watching us online, thank you for being with us today. Every one of us have a passion that God has placed in us. And so here's what we're going to do over the next few weeks. And if you're not in, listen, we at 1910 Church love to take the truth of God's word um, and make it applicable. It's hard to say, but we love to apply it to your life because it is useless unless you do something with it, right? Do not be hearers of the word only, but be doers of the word. That's in the Bible. That's what it says. So how can we, what does this have to do with us? Here's where we're going to go. We're going to challenge you over the next few weeks to develop fervor or passion in relation to something that God has planted within you. We're going to challenge you to find a cause or a ministry opportunity and invest in them with intensity. Now, let me just remind you what Romans 12, 11 says when it comes to this. There are only two requirements to, to you utilizing and, and living out this passion that has been placed within you. You need to serve the Lord with it, right? You need to, to, to keep it going and serve the Lord with that passion. And so that's where we're going to go for the next few weeks. We're going to challenge you. We're going to be encouraging you to unpack it. What is that that, that just gets your motor running? What is it that, 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 that's just boiling over? Is there a cause? Is there a group of people? Is there a ministry? Is there something that God is calling you to use your passion and, and just dive into with oh, fervor, bubbling, boiling over? God places that within us. Sounds easy, doesn't it? But let's be honest, it's hard sometimes to keep that fervor, is it not? And so how can we keep those passions bubbling? How can we use those passions for kingdom purposes? That's what we are going to unpack. Do you remember when not just you fell in love with another human being, but do you remember when you fell in love with Jesus? 
Have you fallen in love with Jesus? But do you remember that? I do. And, and, and if my story's like any of yours, I, I remember when I first fell in love with Jesus. And man, I was just consumed with wanting to, to spend time with him and getting to know him a little bit better. I, 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 I would place myself in environments where we talked about him and, and what, he, what he, he meant to me and could do in my life. And, and I wanted, I wanted to, to honor him and I wanted to please him. I, I wanted to serve him. Do you remember those moments? All of those things that I just said about my relationship with Jesus, a lot of those first loves that you had in your life, that you, that we, didn't we do a lot of those same things as well? Guys, you remember when you first started dating, if you've got a wife now, who, do you remember when you first started dating her and, and how you pursued with intensity, a passion, and you did things, you'd spend enormous amounts of time together, and then, hey, you remember the day when you, even after you couldn't be together, you'd go home and call each other on the phone and stretch that cable to the phone as far as you could and just find a private room to talk to them, you just couldn't get enough of the person, right? How can we keep that, that same fervor, that same bubbling over and oh, desire for the Lord? It's easy to lose it, isn't it? Am I talking to anybody right now? Yes. It's easy to lose it. I wonder why. We get busy. Uh, other things creep into our world. Maybe our self becomes a little inflated and we start trying to satisfy the flesh, right? Maybe we get maybe a little bit embarrassed about him and like, oh, I don't want people to look at me and think I'm weird or odd or different, you know, a little nervous about that. And if we're not careful, our passion for the Lord can can wane a little bit, can't it? It can begin to fade. Well, I want you guys to know that, that that's not just us, but that's actually something that we read about throughout Scripture, that it happening to other people. In fact, in the book of Revelation chapter 2, the Holy Spirit of God gives a word through a man by the name of John, and he, begin to write, he begins to write down the words that the Spirit gives him in relation to this very thing. In fact, can, can, can I just tell you what, what your, your greatest passion that God has for you is? I wanna just answer that for you. you and you know it. You, you've heard it. We've preached on it. Do, do you know what the greatest pursuit, the greatest desire that God has for you? Do, do you know who, what, what that thing or that someone is that God desires you pursue the most? Well, let me just tell you what the word says in Matthew chapter 22. He says, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and the what? Greatest commandment. To every one of us listening here today, or those that will listen and watch this week, God's greatest desire for you, the greatest pursuit of your life, the greatest passion of your life should be him. You expect to hear that from a preacher, don't you? 
But listen, have you not tried to find hope and peace and joy and meaning and significance and acceptance in so many other things throughout your lifetime only to find that those things may meet a need for a little while, but they soon, well, they do what? They fade away, don't they? God created us for relationship. And he wants to be our greatest pursuit. This church that John writes to, the Spirit of the Lord speaks about in Ephesus, was a group of people that were doing so many, Dennis, they were doing so many great things for God. Hey, their works were awesome. They were community advocates, man. They were doing so many good deeds and, and, and performing great things. And, but yet, look what the Word says to them. The Lord says, I know all the things that you do. I've seen your hard work and your patient endurance. I know that you don't tolerate evil people. You have examined the claims of those who say they are apostles, but they're not. You've discovered they are liars. You have patiently suffered for me without quitting. Sounds good, doesn't it? But, man, a lot of times when you see those three letters in scripture, there's... mm, Something harsh about to come. The Lord goes on to say, but I have this complaint against you. You don't love me or each other as you first did. Look how far you've fallen. Turn back to me and and do the works that you did at first. If you don't repent, I will come and remove your lampstand from its place among the churches. What's happening here? Well, it's something that can and maybe has crept into churches all across the globe. It's something that can sneak in and and creep into our lives personally. We can lose our passion for God. We can lose our passion, this fervor, this boiling over, bubbling type of moment. We can lose that for God, can we not? It's, let me, are you as passionate about God today as you were when you first met him? And I know that it's easy when, when, when things are good and we're, we're walking in the favor and, and we're on the mountaintop and, and, and things, I mean, no adversity, but, 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 but even when you're in the valley, could, could, could it be said of you that, you know, my passion for the Lord is still as strong as ever? You see, this church at Ephesus had gotten so mechanical, they had gotten so busy, they'd become so ritualistic, they were doing, doing, doing the things that, that God, well, would have them do, but yet they were missing the very core of the doing, and the core was, well, where their heart was in the midst of it all. You know, we can do a lot of things for God, right? But we can still miss the very thing that he desires most in our lives. And that's relationship. And for you to love me with 
Ah, just love me on Sundays at 10. Give me 70 minutes. Hey, hey, men in the room, if you gave your wife one hour a week, what kind of adjectives would you put on that relationship? Is that? Don't say it. We're in church, okay? Do not say that out loud. But you know what I'm saying? God is saying, hey, I want you to remember me first and foremost. And so here's the deal. Before we can start unpacking and saying, man, we're, we, we want to launch into a cause or a ministry or a community opportunity with incredible passion for, for it and for God, we've got to start with the heart. Listen, I, I love my wife and and, um, and she loves it when, when I do things for her. She loves it when I just, honey, I just want to snuggle. I just want to cuddle tonight. I just, I just need to sit. I just want to sit next to you. And I just, I want to listen. I just love to listen to you talk. Actually, that has never been my forte, but that, I know that that's what you like. She would love that. So I've waned in those things, right? But I, 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 because of my love and my heart for my wife, listen, there are some times in which I don't feel like it. But if my heart is right and if it's set and if she is my passion, then I'm gonna love her better. There, there are times in which, man, it's, it's been a long day, a rough day. Am I talking to anybody? And you come home and, and it's, like you come home from work, but then there's work to do. Work, work, work. I mean, it's come on. I, we, so I come from work, but then I come home and I have to do more work, right? And if my heart's not right, Daniel, then I don't. But if I love her, right? Sometimes, just sometimes, not much, but sometimes she's going to ask me to do something that I don't really want to do. Mark, maybe that's just me. Maybe that's not in your... But, but, but if my heart is for her and set on loving her, then you know what? It's not about me in that moment, Denny. Because I love her. I want to serve her and do whatever is needed. How's your passion for God? Where, where, where are you today? Is it, is it raging within you? Is it bubbling over? I mean, are you, or has it kind of, oh, man, listen. God wants to be, he wants to be your number one pursuit. He, he, he wants to be your number one goal, your ambition in life. He wants you to love him with everything about you. Can we get there? I've got another half of a sermon that I can't get to today with you. But we can get there. I'm just going to stop right there today. And I want you to search your heart. Are you satisfied when it comes to your passion for the Lord today? What, 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 what has crept in to maybe steal some of your focus off of him or 
or some of your desire to, to, to do the things that he asked you to do? What, 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 has, what has crept in to cause you to lose sight of your first love? I'm praying that our passion and our fire and our desire for the Lord would increase. Would you stand with me today? I want to, hey, ministry team, go ahead and come join me down front today, if you would, please. I, I love the opportunity to, to pray over people today. But Hey, as you bow your head and close your eyes, can you just think of a time in your life in which you would say, you know, I can remember this time in which I was blazing hot for God. What was it that stands out to you about that time in your life? Think about it. You remember when he was your first love? You remember what it was like, much like I remember Robin in the sixth grade? Do you, do you remember that time in which you were first in love with God? And then if you're not where you want to be with him today, hey, can you allow the Spirit of God right now to maybe spotlight and highlight some things that, that you've allowed to maybe come in to cause you to lose focus of that first love, that first time with Him? Lord, I, I'm excited to see what happens whenever we get back to your greatest desire for us. The first commandment and the greatest commandment that you have for everyone listening this moment, God, is that we would love you with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. That's what you desire most. God, more than anything we can do for you, more, more than anything we could ever speak about you, Lord, your greatest desire is, well, our heart for you. Lord, I'm praying for the person here today that, first of all, that's, that's never allowed you to become their first love that today God they would say you know what I, I realize what you've done for me God by sending your son Jesus to die and and that is, is that not the greatest demonstration of love I think the Bible speaks to that doesn't it no greater love hath any man than this that he lay down his life for his friend that's what you've done for us Lord you, 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 you gave complete sacrifice, total abandonment to anything you wanted, Jesus, except for your Father's glory. You gave us your life. Pray for that person today that they would fall in love with you for the first time. And then for others that remember a time in which they know they were blazing hot for you, Lord. The fire was burning, raging. But now, well, it's just not quite the same. Holy Spirit, work in us. Bring us back into communion and relationship. We love you with everything we have. I want you to know if you're here today and facing a difficult situation whatever that may be relationship, health, financial employment, whatever that may be 
I want you to know that we care about that. We care so much about those situations in your life that, well, I've got a group of incredible people down front that are going to hang out here. Just wait. Maybe allow God to use them to speak into your situation. Or maybe you're here today or, and you just, you're, 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 you're needing a word of encouragement and hope. Maybe you need a healthier view of you. Maybe you're just lonely. Maybe you're scared. You're anxious about something. Please don't leave here carrying that. Let one of our team members down here come alongside of you. For those of you that are watching us online, you can text to the number 97000. Somebody from our team is going to follow up with you and meet you in your time of struggle and need as well. We would be honored to do so. And I want to encourage all of us today with this as we leave. Let's walk in the Spirit of the Lord this week. Let's allow the Spirit of God to control and dominate us. Let's be in sweet communion and relationship with Him. Let's know His heart. Let's hear His voice. And let's be obedient to what He says. All for His glory. 